Hello and welcome. This is your host, Alex Iglesias, and you're listening to Millennial Money Talks, your place to gain financial knowledge made by millennials for millennials. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of MMT. This is an exciting one. Like, this is this is so exciting for me. I am currently doing my first podcast since moving. I just moved in to my new place here about 15 minutes, I guess, south. Uh, I don't even know the area that well yet. Um, I think it's about 15 minutes south of Baltimore. I just moved from Northern Virginia, about uh, 30 miles west of D.C., up here, an hour and a half, 75 miles. Don't know anything about the area uh, kind of didn't really necessarily want to be here. I mean, this wasn't where I would have chosen, um, but my wife is going to be going to the University of Maryland Medical School here in Baltimore. So, um, we moved out here and so far, so freaking good. I love this place. The area is amazing. My apartment is amazing. Everything's amazing. And my podcast setup is finally where I wanted it to be for the last few months because I was living with my in-laws. So now I'm here and it's awesome. I'm so happy. But like I said, I just moved. Moving sucks. Everyone knows this. And that's kind of in a roundabout way, at least what I wanted to talk about this week, because I was kind of, you know, I was moving and I was thinking, what's my next podcast going to be about? You know, I, was just, uh, you know, going through all the, all the crap that everyone goes through with moving, making sure, you know, that random kitchen appliance that I had out at my in-laws house, for example, making sure that made it into the boxes to go to the apartment, you know, stuff like that. So I haven't had a lot of time to do podcasts or even think about doing podcasts or what I was going to say, but it kind of dawned on me when I was moving, dude, I should talk about moving because this is something that everyone goes through, whether you're buying a house, whether you own a house and you're selling it and you want to buy it, buy a new one, or you live in an apartment and you're moving to a new apartment, or if you're getting out of your parents' house for the first time, which is like the most exciting feeling ever. Uh, it's been a while for me, but God, that was love. My parents loved living there, but at some point you just want to get out. Right. But there's a lot to talk about because moving is one of the most stressful, if not the most stressful thing that you'll ever go through between having to find a place whether you're buying or renting, finding a place, finding an area, um, you know, for me, like kind of recognizing what's important to you and what the values are and finding a place that suits those types of things. So for me, safety is a, a big concern because I grew up in a really nice area that didn't have a lot of crime and all that stuff. I know I'm like extremely fortunate for that, but you know, you hear some stuff like for example, about Baltimore, not to shit on Baltimore. It's my home now. And I do love Baltimore. I've gone there a million times in my life. Um, 
but you know you see some of the statistics so i was thinking you know maybe it would be more convenient for for Faye to go to school in baltimore if we were living in baltimore but yeah no let's uh, you know we found the suburbs but it took tons of time to look tons of energy driving up 75 miles whatever a couple times a week there for a little bit to go look at you know this suburb for this versus this one versus this one uh you know this one's you know you find the one that's like oh this would be perfect but it's way too expensive or you find this one that's in your range but it's not as nice as you're hoping for uh fortunately for me i was able to find a great spot that checked all the boxes but you know you've got to go look you've got to pack all your stuff where you're currently living um and as tedious as it is to throw all your bathroom supplies and stuff in bags and boxes <laughs> then you've also got your couches and your tables and your bed and like all these crazy huge things that suck to move and then you've got to figure out what to do with them before you move do you put them in a storage unit if you do that's extra money it's an extra step do you wait till the last minute till you sign your new lease and have to like bolt out the door do you sign a new lease before the old one ends and then go through the financial struggles of paying two rents at the same time you know there's just it sucks everyone knows that it sucks it sucks it sucks but there's a lesson to be learned in it and that's planning so you know of course you have to plan i mean life is planning let's let's be real let's just get that out of the way you're always planning something, whether it's what you're going to do this weekend, what you're going to have for dinner tonight, anything. It's all planning. But some planning requires a little bit more attention, a little bit more care. And moving and the financial aspects of moving are one of those things. Because let's break it down from start to finish your moving process. So you're, let's say you're going from one apartment to another. Um, so you have your, your apartment that you currently live in, like you're about to move, you currently live in place A. So you've got, if you're smart, you'll start about six weeks. It's uh, just from my experience. I mean, may, I'm a kind of a slow packer. Um, so maybe some people can do it in less time, but for me, I try to start between four and six weeks before I even move to start packing. So you start doing that. You've got little random expenses um, that start coming up with packing. So you might need to get bubble wrap or uh, moving blankets or boxes. I mean, you'll probably need to buy tons of boxes. Those aren't big expenses, but they're a little bit out of the ordinary. Clock starts ticking uh, within the last month of your lease, you're going to start looking at a new apartment. So when you start doing those new apartments, those require application fees and amenity fees. At least the place I'm living at now had a hundred dollar application fee and then like an additional 150 or 250 or something amenity fee. I don't even really, they say it like pays for, you know, stuff around the complex. I don't, it doesn't matter what the amenity fee is for. That's, 350 bucks right there that you have to pay for you've got the moving truck that you'll have to rent 
depending on how much stuff, I mean, a U-Haul in this, I, I assume U-Haul prices are the same everywhere, but U-Hauls are going to run you a, around a hundred bucks. For us, it was way more because we moved 75 miles. So all that, all those miles on the truck and you have to pay for the gas and everything. So you've got that. And then once you actually get the lease, you get approved, you're good to go. You're going to have to put down a security deposit, typically somewhere around between $500 and the whole unit's rent. I guess it depends on a variety of factors. And then, of course, rent to begin with, because rent is paid up front. It's not like you live somewhere for a month and pay at the end of the month. You're paying for July on July 1st. So... So a lot of times you get hit with that double whammy, like security deposit and rent. And a lot of people aren't prepared for these types of things. Of course, everyone makes it work. But, you know, I've heard so many times I've I've been here. I learned that this is maybe my fifth or sixth apartment um, since I was 18. So I learned. But, you know, a lot of people get just freaking wrecked by these expenses like when you're moving into an apartment and then they're broke like broke af basically for the next month to even two months after because they did not plan appropriately so let's look at you know what some of the steps that you can take to help yourself in the future and Again, like I said, these things don't just apply to moving, especially what I'm talking about here with money applies to everything. I mean, if you want to, you know, just living, sure. If you want to buy a house, it's pretty much the same thing, except you're going to need a lot more money to move uh, to buy a house rather than you would to get in the doors on a rental. But still, you know, whether you're buying or renting a house, whether you want to buy a car any any notable expense but the real trick is not having these individual life events be what motivates you and deter like makes you determined to be prepared for things the best way to go about it is to just have the money and be smart with your money throughout your life, especially when you're young and you're still building your assets and you're still building up your accounts, taking like living every day like you're about to move, basically. I'm not saying don't spend money. Of course, like money to an extent exists to be spent. You've got you're going to have your friends that want to go out or your boyfriend or girlfriend or husband and wife that, you know, wants to go on this trip or wants to go out to dinner uh, or well, I mean, going out to dinner is not really that big of a deal, but you know, you get what I mean. Like you're going to spend money, but seriously, just try to pocket everything. So we're going to talk about a few of my personal, uh, my tips for how to manage being prepared for these types of big events and more specifically being prepared for these types of things, whenever they may arise, even if you're not expecting it. So the first, there's going to be three kind of steps here for this whole planning process. The first thing 
I mean, it all revolves around savings, basically, and debt payoff. And I don't like using that, but let's just be real. If you really need that credit card, it's nice to know that it's paid off and ready to go uh, versus being like, oh, man, I wish, you know, I wish my $5,000 credit limit credit card was available, but it's maxed. So the first step is understanding how the money goes out of your account on a monthly basis. And you're going to break this down specifically into four categories. One is bills. These are your car payment, your rent, your car insurance, your utilities, the stuff that if you don't pay, someone's coming after you. Pay them. And unless, you know, you might say um, Spotify or Netflix and those types of things are bills, which they are. I guess sometimes you can cut bills. If, you know, if you're really strapped for cash, um, I really, you know, unfortunately, I, I know that there are people who literally are so, so tight on cash that they can't afford to pay for like Spotify or Apple music or Netflix or something. Um, but you know, if do look at, definitely look at your bills and see if there's anything on there that isn't really adding value. Um, I found myself, for example, but paying for Netflix, but not really watching Netflix at all. So I deleted it or I canceled my subscription. It was fine. Um, but so you've got your bills. Those are the things, like I said, unavoidable collections, collections agencies will come after you. So pay them. And then you've got next in line is your debt payoff. So these are your credit cards and stuff. The reason these don't go in bills is because technically there's not really a set amount. As long as you pay something like general, typically it's around 25 bucks. If you pay your $25 minimum or whatever the minimum payment is, no one's coming after you. You're just hurting yourself if you don't pay more than that. But so bills, then credit cards or other forms of liabilities. Um, and then savings savings comes before your everyday expenses because it's way more important to put that money into your savings account than it is to spend it on groceries or gas of course don't put two thousand dollars in savings and leave yourself a hundred bucks a month for food and gas but you know definitely try to save figure out a good amount to save before you start spending money on everyday things. And then, of course, lastly is your everyday stuff. So the savings, saving before your everyday expenses is like probably the most important thing on this list here. That and paying off credit cards and loans. Uh, the reason I, I, I kind of put these in priorities to understand Bills are first because, you, like I've said about three times already, you literally can't get around them. There's nothing you can do about your rent payment or uh, your car payment or your utilities. So there's not really any flexibility there. But your credit cards pay off as quickly as possible, like ASAP, because... The interest rates on these credit cards far exceeds any interest 
like earned on a savings account or even more advanced types of accounts unless you put your money into like a super amazing startup stock or something and it just flies there's not really much you're going to do that's going to outpace the interest rate on a credit card pay those off pay them off asap figure out what the optimal amount is um but do that and then save so you're paying down your credit cards which is effectively first off making your credit cards more useful and of course taking away uh the amounts of money that these cards can charge you on interest because everyone knows credit card companies are not looking out for you they want that card to sound super appealing with great you know rewards and all this stuff so you go buy a bunch of shit that you can't afford and can't pay it back and they're laughing their way to the bank because there's a million other people just like you with way too much money outstanding on credit cards and they're racking in you know 30 to 100 bucks a month easy per person on interest oh my god so pay those back the the banks are are kind of uh you know the not not the best people they don't have your interests in mind to begin with so pay the credit cards and then save if you do these two things simultaneously you'll have less money outstanding and more money in the bank so if you get into a situation where you're like oh no i have a flat tire or uh i'm moving blah 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 you will have freaking savings and credit cards ready to go if like shit hits the fan essentially and you just have to whip out like all of your financial resources like freaking rambo over here with like the machine guns basically but it's your cards and you're like dude i got the money we're good okay so that's step one is figure out how much you can save how much you can pay in credit cards after your bills and then figure out from there how much you can spend on gas and like of course don't drive yourself into the ground first off and secondly you know don't put yourself in a situation where you're just like actually not happy like in real life because you can't go get chipotle or something when one day when you want it you know don't don't do that have a little bit of uh flexibility with yourself but as long as you stick to your goals with your credit and your savings you're good the second step is get organized seriously organization is key to everything in life <laughs> i mean that actually applies to like the actual active part of moving to just while well, that's on my mind um make sure all your stuff is organized before like when you set up your apartment and then make sure it's organized when you put it in the boxes too uh it'll save you some <laughs> it'll save you some some time and struggle i just went through that a lot this week anyways but financially get organized there are a lot of tools i talk about this a lot because it is f so it is so true we are as a generation the most resourceful people like we're extremely resourceful we have google we know how to use the internet better than anyone in the world you know the people older than us we're better at this stuff we're better with google with keywords with finding 
new tools, new software, new blogs, new podcasts, all this stuff. Get organized and come like find a system that works for you. Find a tool, whether it's a spreadsheet that you make on your own or an actual app or or web software that someone else makes. Um, you know, I talk about it a lot. Sherpa is awesome. It's I've been running the the beta for it. The public beta is officially out on July 15th. This thing's it's really awesome and it does everything I'm talking about. It organizes all your bills for you. It tells you what your account's going to look at at the look like at the end of the month. Use something like Sherpa, create a spreadsheet, Google stuff, you know, that is key. Have a log with all your bills. Have a log that show like make sure you're always up to date with how much money you have in your accounts. Organization. That's step two. I, I don't need to go too far into it. Not one form of organization works for everyone. Um, but it is key. No matter who you are, you have to be organized. And that leads us to step three, which is implementation and keeping your priorities straight. So this is, I'm playing off a little bit of psychology here, a little bit of philosophy, I guess for you guys, but generally think about it. It's like, it's like when people, uh, talk about going to the gym and starting to work out, they say, I'm going to go to the gym three times a week. And how often does that actually happen? Not very often. Because psychologically, I thought this was pretty interesting, but it's true. Psychologically, if you say that you're going to do something, your mind, your brain, like, gets the signal. It gets, you get the feeling that, like, you've already accomplished something. If you say that, like, I'm going to do this, it makes you feel like you're already taking action and that's all that needs to be done. So if you kind of if if you apply that to finance, I mean this is pretty pretty common too. I'm when you say like I'm going to put $1000 into savings every month. That's step 1 saying what you're going to do, but that's as far as a lot of people actually get or you know maybe you find a new financial tool like <laughs> like Sherpa. I I just I love Sherpa. Um, you say like, oh, I'm going to get this and I'm going to use it and you get on it and you link all your accounts and you tinker with it for a few days and you never open that. You never go to that website again, or you never open that app again. Step three of my, of this little three-step plan is doing what you freaking say that you're going to do and like pretty much dedicating yourself to it. Because it's just like going to the gym. It's just like being healthy. It's just like losing weight. That's why they call it financial health. In order to have a healthy financial life, there are some basic steps. You have to put your money on a diet, you know, and you have to create a workout routine for it. It's it's that simple. Just do it. You know, check your check your bank accounts, check your apps or your resources or your spreadsheets or whatever you're using regularly. Keep them up to date and know where you stand so you can build your better financial future. Uh, well, I guess that kind of wraps that up. 
Thank you guys so much for listening. It's been an absolute pleasure. Really looking forward to the next one. Um, and I guess I'll talk to you then. Cause I can handle everything.